Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Marnie Swedberg. Welcome to our Corporate to Cozy Christmas Events program with our wonderful guest Anne Thornley Brown. You are in for 10 critical components today that are going to radically change your success level with your holiday events this year. We're so excited to have Anne with us today and she's going to be talking to us about Theme, venue, entrance, decorative elements, music, lighting, color, linens, crystal, and china, and centerpieces, and so much more. Anne Thornley Brown has designed and delivered programs for executives, managers, and professionals in 13 countries, as well as has facilitated workshops and team building for over 2,000 executives, managers, and professionals. She's the president of Executive Oasis International, a Toronto-based management consulting firm specializing in executive retreats, team building, and luxury and corporate events, and she is here to share with us the 10 critical components of excellent corporate events. Welcome to you, Anne. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, and it's so great to have you. Uh, Excited to hear your advice for planning events that just are the next level up. And I think everybody who's listening probably has at some point or other planned an event at some level. I'm excited to introduce you to this audience because you don't just do your little in-home parties or small parties. You've done some major events. You've done events all over the world. You've really incorporated some of the um, better and higher quality types of aspects of your event, and we're really excited to learn those from you. So well, let's we'll be go ahead. Share. Great. Let's go ahead and dive right into the theme component. And you guys, of course, have your show notes already. You can get those over at blogtechradio or marty.com. But talk about themes for a minute. First of all, Anne, the, the question I have is do you always have to have a theme? Well, just an update. It's now actually 14 countries I've done uh, events or team building in. Uh, I was recently in the Dominican Republic. That's number 14. And no, you don't always have to have a theme, but I, I have found that having a theme will definitely make your life a whole lot easier. That's what I think, too. It actually simplifies it. It certainly does, because your theme can drive all of the elements of your event. So go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit. Well, for example, if we're talking about corporate events, uh, your theme can really drive your core messaging. Same with team building. Uh, If you're doing a team building retreat or a team building session, your theme can really help to flesh out some of the ideas for exercises, approaches, and some of the discussion topics. And let me give you a specific example. Since we're talking about Christmas, and in many parts of the world, Christmas means winter, a winter or an Arctic theme in the corporate world could help underscore content about surviving in a tough economic climate or a slow seasonal market. Now, if we're talking about private events, you can use a winter wonderland theme to fit just about any uh, Christmas event. It would be really perfect for that. I love that idea of helping to, you know, like the tough economy or whatever, to use the theme to actually do that. You know, one of the things that I work with event centers on is to pick a theme and then to go from there. But if, if like on that one, I guess I'd never thought about winter being able to to dovetail into that other um, topic. Absolutely. Um, and let's say your company is facing a lot of ups and downs. It may not seem intuitive, but a desert theme could work for that because it, deserts actually have all these dunes and to get around you're going fast up and down the dunes. So definitely you can take themes and use them to flash out whatever core messaging you want to communicate in the corporate world. 
have to just interrupt you for a second too, guys. If you haven't checked out Anne's website, it's called executiveoasis.com. And you have to check it out. The front picture on there is literally a desert theme. That must have been actually in a desert. Yes, that was actually taking it one of the corporate <laughs> events that I did in Dubai. <laughs> I love so it. I love it. Awesome. Uh, awesome. In picture. terms of Christmas themes, sometimes we think, oh, well, Christmas, winter, December. But we don't have to get stuck with that. We could look at Christmas in other parts of the world and, and come up with some themes, you know, say, for example, I'm originally from Jamaica, and you could do a Christmas in Jamaica theme one year and have a Christmas party which has some poinsettias, and, and we have a drink in Jamaica called sorrel. It's a red drink we use traditionally at Christmas. You could serve that. Uh, you could have, um, you know, just some reggae music and some traditional Jamaican Christmas carols, that type of thing. So, so for sure you can play around and brainstorm once you, once you have an event and come up with a theme that's going to fit. And sometimes it's not the obvious. It's something a hmm. little bit unexpected. What is one of the favorite Christmas themes that you've either done yourself or seen done that's maybe a little off the beaten trail? Well, if you think of something like maybe a German Christmas in Germany, they first of all, that's where the Christmas tree originated, uh, and they have these wonderful German Christmas markets every year, very colorful. So you could have one of those little alpine booths there. You could have some of the treasures from that area. You could have some German traditional uh, carols or even some classical type of, of German music and some German fare. Uh, so there's no need to just always think, of what we traditionally imagine when we talk about Christmas events. Now, I, I assume that in the rest of the hour here, we're going to be kind of talking about how the theme plays into all the different components of the event. Yes. But is there, any, is there a component that people usually forget to include the theme in? Like you pick a theme and you do it well on, on these certain places, but then there's other places where you just kind of forget that you can pull the theme in? Yeah, I think sometimes people think, okay, we can just do a little bit of decor, but they may forget that there are menu items that you can use to flesh out your theme. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an area that's often overlooked. Uh, music is very powerful in fleshing out a theme. Your colors, uh, and if you're doing a Christmas event, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. You don't only just have to stick with your traditional red and green. There are other options. Uh, the other thing that people can use to flesh out a theme is your your plants and your flowers. And sometimes yeah. these are forgotten. Cool, cool. Well, let's go ahead to venue. And, you know, at the holidays it's possible that um, you guys already have your venue selected. Maybe it's a place you go every year. But it's also possible that you don't yet or that for next year you want to pick something different. So, Anne, why don't you just give us some insights about what's the most critical part of selecting venue and how to, how to do that effectively? Well, there are a couple of things with venue. You need to definitely consider the demographics of your group. So if you have people who are over a certain age in your group or you have people with physical challenges, it's extremely important to make sure that the venue is accessible. I'd say that's a high priority. Um, certainly, if, if there are people in your group who have wheelchairs, you need to make the venue wheelchair accessible, not only the entrance, but washrooms and different aspects like that. Uh, then once you've decided on a theme, pick a, pick a venue that will help you flush that theme out quite easily. So we were talking about a winter wonderland theme. Maybe if it's a corporate event, you could do it at a place like a greenhouse. Now, that may not sound obvious, but because it's a glass container, if you're in an area where you have winter, people can see the snow outside. Maybe it's snowing or maybe there's, there are a lot of hills or, or even on the, on the trees there's going to be a lot of snow. So you can save on your decor costs because people will already be in that environment. So that's one example. If you're doing, say, a winter team building retreat or an executive retreat during the winter, pick a venue that has a chalet. And if you have a fireplace and a large picture window during your your meeting, again, you don't have to spend a lot on decor. 
Right, because the outside is the decoration, right? Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Now, now in choosing venues, the a lot of times it's a cost prohibitive. There, yes. like, okay, no, I'd like to be in the castle, but I can't go to the <laughs> castle. So, um, how do you how do you actually work with clients to pick a venue that's both within their budget and that fits uh, really their goal? Well, I'm I'm a very big believer in brainstorming, and I use tools like idea chains or mind maps. And initially, you just let your imagination go. And sometimes the craziest thing that somebody blurts out, once you play with that, you can come up with a very good idea. So let's say you have a, <clears throat> excuse me, a low budget, uh, either for a private party or maybe a small corporate event. You could take an area of the office and decorate a window and really flesh out a theme that reflects your, your Christmas event. Or perhaps there's a solarium or a foyer a small area that you can decorate, and, and that conveys the theme for the event. Mm, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. And you guys on the on the show notes, too, that Anne put together for you, there's some links to um, additional theme ideas also. There's a link here that's called Crystal Event Venues. What is that about? Well, I, was, I write for Cvent blog five times a week, and I'm always looking for something creative. So I started playing around and I thought, well, what if we had venues that either sparkled in the distance or maybe they were shaped like crystals? And I just started to do a little bit of research and came up with quite a few venues that fit the bill, actually. And sometimes these are hidden gems in your own town and and you don't even necessarily um, know they're there. So that's just one example of playing around and brainstorming. Cool. That's great. That's great. So if you, uh, if you want to use a venue that you already have, like your office or your church or your home, and one of the things that you touched on that I just want to go back to for a second, and it kind of segues mm-hmm. into our next section here, is the entrance. So yes. you mentioned that if you have a smaller space uh, for your event or maybe a locked-in location, but you want to really make a loud statement about your theme, that's kind of where you want to do it then is in the entrance? For sure, because once you've made that first impression and you, you've created that wow factor, then that can stay with you and linger throughout your event. So I would definitely, if, I, if there's a limited budget for either a corporate or a private event, definitely put a little extra effort into your entrance. Create that sense mm-hmm. of excitement when people arrive. That's so cool. Now, do you do you have like a breakdown of how much people typically spend on the venue versus on the food versus on you know on the decorations? Is there any kind of a budget outline that you use with clients, or is every event different? It's all over the map. I mean, for example, we have some events that are urban safaris, and the upscale version of that would be say, um, almost like an amazing race-inspired type event. So we have clients who will spend $4,000 a person, pull out all the stops with helicopters and horses and powerboats. We had a client a a few weeks ago, and their budget was very limited. It was only $2,000 for the entire event, 12 people. So we had to be a little creative and What we did, since they wanted a custom route, was we designed the route for them. We came up with the packages. We briefed the team leaders and provided score sheets, and then they ran their own event. Now, that's the first time we've ever done that for a client. Typically, we run the whole thing ourselves. But this particular client really wanted to do something special, and they were very, very limited in their budget. So we we brainstormed, and we came up with that as a solution. I love that. And that is just another indication of basically if you want to make it happen, you can make it happen. This can, this can work. Can. Well, this and, is- and, you know, sometimes the approach has been, well, this is the minim- our minimum budget and we won't go below that. But I think what we have to remember as event planners or, in fact, anybody in a service business is we're coming out of an economy that's been a little challenging the last few years. We're still not 100% recovered. And companies do want to please their employees or reward them or create some excitement. 
And just because a company has a low budget today doesn't mean five years from now they're not going to grow and have a huge budget. And if we're flexible, maybe, we hope, they'll remember us when times are, are better. Awesome. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with Anne Thornley-Brown of ExecutiveOasis.com. We're going to come right back after the break and talk about decorative elements, music, lighting, and more. We'll be right back. The fastest and easiest way to find out which major women's events are coming to your area is to visit www.womensevents.info. That's women's events. It's the only directory of its kind, and it features all of the major events like Women of Faith, Beth Moore, E-Conference Women, and so many others. It's free to search, and you can find it all at womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we are having a great time today with our guest, Anne Thornley-Brown. She is the Executive Director and the President of executiveoasis.com and she's here sharing with us Corporate Cozy Christmas Event Strategies that will help you to rock your Christmas event this year or if you need some help, of course, you can always check with Anne's company. Uh, Anne, right before break, we were talking about the entrance and really um, making that a splash when people walk in. What is one of your favorite entrances that you've ever done or seen? I liked the entrance that we did for an event uh, in Oman. And what happened is when people arrived, we had a runner that was going into the event, and we had some some potted plants on either side, and there was some music. Again, music is often forgotten. And as people arrived, they were then uh, greeted. There were a couple of ladies greeting them, and they had... Um, some little hand towels they could just wipe their hands and then there was a, a welcome dress uh, drink so that is right away starting an event off with a wow what do you think is the number one no-no for the entrance <laughs> well you want it to be in good taste so i i wouldn't say that you should go too crazy with it um, I, I mean, I've heard of events where they're bringing in huge trees and setting up very elaborate archways. That's not always necessary. It's appropriate for some events, but you don't have to go that far. You can use a runner, maybe some evergreen, some potted plants, branches, and maybe just some, some lighting. Cool. Cool. Okay, so once we get past the entrance, uh, let's talk about decorative elements. And I just want to hunker down here for a little while because this is this is where kind of it's the the difference between an event that's just average and a really a really cool uh, feeling event. When you walk in, a lot of times the room is what makes the difference for the atmosphere of the whole the whole event. Sure. Sure. And when I think about flushing out a theme, there are many aspects to it. In fact, there's an article that I wrote for Cvent blog, and it's called 12 Key Ingredients for Bringing Event Themes to Life. So it's everything from what are you going to call the event, what's your color palette, what type of flowers and plants are you going to use, the venue, of course, the seating. You can definitely select seating that reflects your theme and reinforces it, chair covers, linen, uh, candles, backdrops and draping, music, catering. There's a whole range of elements that really go into creating the event design. And the entertainment, of course, is really key. It's all part of it. Decorative elements, uh, some of the things that have made the most impression on me when walking in is what's on the walls so yes. that a lot of times we kind of forget, you know, everybody focuses on the tables and <laughs> that yes. kind of thing. What What are some fun things that you can do with walls that maybe aren't as expensive as obviously you can completely redo walls, but uh, what are some things that you can do within a within a smaller budget? Well, for sure you can use some posters, sometimes posters. Let's say you're doing a foreign Christmas theme, if you contact the uh, tourist board for that destination, sometimes you can get some very nice posters and you can put those up. Artwork, you can pick up art and hang it. 
Also, if your budget's very low, if you have a just a laptop computer and some pictures, you can actually project them on a white wall or on a couple of white walls. And there you are, you're framing your venue with images and you're not blowing your budget. I love that idea. And you're talking about really like taking up a whole wall with a picture of, say, a beach or something like that. Absolutely. I, I love that idea. That's a great idea. Absolutely. That, that's really cool. And if you wanted to, if you wanted to do something with lighting, uh, so mm-hmm. let's say that you rule out, and I think we're going to maybe talk about lighting more in a second too, but if you ruled out the overhead lighting, when you're thinking yes. decorative elements, what, what, lighting, what lighting would you want to um, replace the overhead lighting with? Well, definitely, let's say your budget's on the low end. You can go to someplace like a Home Depot, and you can get colored bulbs, and you could put that in, in lamps or, or your regular light fixtures. You don't necessarily have to replace all of them. And they can really cast a very nice glow over the, over the room. Uh, you'd want to maybe light specific areas. Let's say you have a head table. You want special lighting there. Or let's say in a corner you put some plants or decorations. Again, you would like to maybe even shine a lamp in, in a, or a couple of lamps in different colors on that spot just to make that decor pop when people uh, walk into the room. You know what, I want to come back to decorative elements when we're done. So I want to keep on going here because sure. um, after we've gotten through these other things, then I want us to come back to decorative elements and spend some time on that at the end of the hour here. But let's go ahead and move forward to music right now. You've said, I think, two or three times already, music is often overlooked. <laughs> yes, people seem to be afraid to use music, especially for corporate events. I don't know why, but they just seem to be afraid of it. But I'm a big believer on it. So let's say you're doing a Christmas event and you want to do something foreign, like, okay, Trinidad. Trinidad has some traditional Christmas music called Parang. You could use that and help flesh out a theme. Or if you're doing an Asian theme, there is a, 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 a Japanese-Canadian flutist, and he's done a whole album with beautiful traditional flutes, um, with Christmas music. Uh, you can also use some Japanese music or music from Thailand. It doesn't only have to be your typical Christmas carol. And it sounds like it doesn't also only have to be a live band. It could be, you could use CDs, you can use videos. There are many different ways you can do it. Now, if you have a small budget, maybe you're going to have just one entertainer, maybe somebody playing, well, let's talk about a harp. Now, wouldn't that be beautiful? Mm, or a flutist. Yeah. Or maybe if you're going with a Caribbean theme, one person who's playing a, a steel drum. You know, there, there are different ways you can do this. Let's flesh out the music a little bit more. Where and when should music be playing and how loud at each time? <laughs> Well, that really comes down to the demographics of your audience. And when I'm doing events for corporate clients, I always do what's called a mini-style survey because there's some people who really love music and they, they love it in the background if they're talking or discussing, but there are other people who find it very distracting. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. You do a profile, and if you see the majority of people in your group really like music, you could almost have wall-to-wall music. If there are people who find it distracting, you might want music when people enter. You might want music when you're changing different aspects of the program or during breaks, but maybe you wouldn't want it in the background. Hmm. Now, how about during meals? Again, it depends on your, your group. If the majority of people in your your audience or your attendees, your guests, don't find music distracting. You can play it quietly in the background throughout. Otherwise, I would keep it to to break times or when you're going to bring something special out. Let's say you're bringing out a a dessert and it's going you're going to dim the lights and you're going to maybe light a fire, put sparklers in it. Use some music. When you have a live band or a live, maybe even a harpist or whatever, um, uh, violin trio or whatever you're going to say, 
how much of the time and at which points of time is it ideal to have them play? Well, if we're talking about a corporate event, I would definitely have them at the beginning. That's a wow factor. Uh, if you're going to have breaks, for sure I would put them during the break. Uh, and when you're doing transitions in your event, for example, you're going from quiet time to a speaker, it's a way of drawing focus. You play some music, people are again focusing on the front, and then you can maybe go to your MC or your speaker from there. So it's, music can mark transitions in your event for sure. And definitely end with a bang with some very memorable music. Right, yeah. And and actually at the end of the music could possibly could possibly play a bigger role at, at that Absolutely. point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh I I love going back to the um to the potential of using uh a photo that's on a computer on a wall to make yes. your wall pop. Uh, I yes. love that. Let's go back now. Let's swing back around to the lighting aspect sure. of it. And I loved your ideas, too, about colored bulbs. That's a, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. One of the favorite uh, scenes that I've seen at a party, it was, it was totally different. But they actually, had, they actually had changed the space into looking like a, a reading room, like a library mm-hmm. or whatever. And they had all coves with couches. And, and uh, they took a very functional space and brought in lamps. And, and all these little coves had lamps from people's you know, houses, basically, that they'd brought in. They hadn't rented them. They just borrowed them. But it was very, the lighting was beautiful, and it was so soft. And I just loved that. What are some other There's creative so much ways you can do? Yeah. I think sometimes when people think about lighting, maybe they're a little bit too literal. They're thinking overhead lights or they're thinking lamps. But candles? That's lighting, or glow sticks, sparklers at different points in the event. That's all lighting, and so we could definitely use that. I remember when I was go ahead. when I was growing up, my my father would go out all out every single Christmas. Maybe that's where I get some of these ideas from, and he would decorate the house with balloons and streamers, very colorful, and he used lighting very effectively. He decorated the windows. And we had a mantle. He put lights around the mantle. He he also, we had a mirror above the mantle, and he put lights all around that at Christmas. He would do that every year. That's just using your traditional Christmas tree lights that everybody has in their home. You don't have to go out and spend money. Instead of putting all of them on the tree, use some of them to decorate your space. One of the prettiest wall decorations I've seen um, at an event was very simple and not terribly expensive, but they use the outdoor icicle lights around oh, yeah. the top edge of every uh, wall. And exactly. that was their main lighting, and it was, it was very soft and very gentle and very beautiful. It was, it was just uh, gorgeous. It doesn't take um, much. And, you know, sometimes just walk around a mall at this time of year or go to a, a restaurant. Last year I was actually in New York uh, for the American Thanksgiving. It was my, my first American Thanksgiving and I went to the restaurant uh, Serendipity 3 down, down in Manhattan. And they already had everything all decorated for Christmas. And I loved what they did with candles. They would put candles next to mantles, and then the light is reflecting in the mirror. And they, just, they did a very effective job of lighting the whole space, actually. It's beautiful. If you wanted to bring mirrors into decor at, at a larger event, maybe in a large room, how would you pull mirrors in in a way that would be both safe as well as effective? Well, you definitely want a mirror that has a stand, and you want to put it in an area where you're not going to have a lot of traffic back and forth and people potentially falling. And you can pick mirrors up quite inexpensively at bazaars, maybe a thrift shop, and, and you can bring them into your space. You can use smaller mirrors and put them maybe on a, an end table and then have a couple of candles around them. There are many different ways you can use mirrors. And it's not only for a big space. If you have a small f- space, a mirror can actually make your space look larger. Yeah, right. I love that. One of the other ideas that was coming to my head with lighting, and I don't know if you've ever seen this, is to use 
the actual shop lights uh, that you can buy at like a hardware store. So it mm-hmm. kind of ha- it has the dome around it, and then the light coming out, which helps to focus the light in a certain direction, exactly. and to use that uh, to use that to play different colors lights on the walls or different positions of brighter lights along the walls. How often exactly. have you seen like a, a shop light or some type of a very functional light used like that? I personally haven't used it, but I think it's an excellent idea. And we can get our best ideas just by walking around. Sometimes, you know, in life we're in so much of a rush. We've got meetings, and then we rush home to our families, and then we have to to cook. Sometimes just taking a couple of hours and just going for a walk, you can pick up so many ideas. That's a great idea. And actually, the store windows, if you look at what they're doing in the store windows, you're going to have a very good idea of kind of what's hot this season, uh, what's at the forefront. And you can actually find a lot of those components, like you mentioned earlier with the mirrors, at thrift stores or different places. Uh, one of the prettiest uh, displays I've ever seen. And I had to ask her, how did you get it to look like that? Because it was just magic. But she had actually gone to thrift stores, and she picked up uh, different lights from, like, kitchen uh, lights and different lights from different rooms of the house, uh, the domes that go over the chandeliers. And she had put that together and put the little twinkly lights in between and then put put just some, um, like, gauzy fabric. And it was amazing. It just just glowed. And, And it was very inexpensive. Just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of imagination. Well, creativity. Well, this is Marty Sweatberg. By the way, um, before we go to break here, Anne, and then we're going to come back and talk about color and linens and china and crystal and centerpieces, but before we go to break, there's actually several places where people can find you online. Let's talk about your Facebook page. What happens over there? Well, the Facebook page is a good place to pick up a whole lot of tips and ideas and themes, not just from me, but also from other bloggers and articles. What I do, the, the, the link is facebook.com slash executiveoasis. So if you go ahead and like that page, you will start to see in your, your Facebook stream the blogs that I write always end up in there. If I see some great ideas for decor or destinations or team building, I will share content from other people. And the Facebook page is something you can scroll down and you can access this content weeks or even months after it's been released. Twitter, I also have a very active Twitter page. It's twitter.com slash executiveoasis. But of course, we know with Twitter, these are just short bursts of information and and they don't repeat as often and they don't stay in place for as long. But whenever I have a new blog post or I find an article with some hot tips, I will tweet them. I do that daily. So it's a good place to pick up some ideas, and I will be writing a lot about Christmas in the weeks to come. That's great. And the other place the other place that they can find your articles and you blog five days a week over there is called C-Vent. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, C-Vent is the largest portal in the world for event planners, for professional event planners. And if you go to cvent.com and scroll to the very bottom of the page, you will see a link for Cvent blog. And I'm not the only blogger there. There's a whole team of bloggers who provide ideas and tips for events, uh, weddings, uh, their destination profiles, all kinds of hot ideas. Now, while this is typically geared to the corporate world or to professional event planners, lots of these ideas you can take and modify for your own private parties and events. Absolutely. Love you that. And that's, events, some of the and that's venues like, are, are usable for your, your private parties. Cool. That's event. It's like the word event, except the E at the beginning is replaced with C as in cat. C yes. event. Okay, C-event. great. Oh. And of course, and, of course, your main website is executiveoasis.com. Well, you guys, we are not at all done here. We're only about halfway through, so we're going to come right back and talk about color linens, china and crystal, and more. We'll be right back. 
Do you ever need speakers for dinners, retreats, conferences, or other women's events? Check out www.womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,500 Christian women speakers, some near you, and some from every level of experience and fee range you can imagine. So you're sure to find lots of great speaker options for you and your next event over at www.womenspeakers.com. That's Women Speakers. Hey, welcome back. This is Marnie, and we are having a great time today talking about how to plan an event that is going to be memorable, it's going to be enjoyable to attend, it's going to be fun to plan, and it's going to leave a lasting impression on the people who attended it. And our guest today is so qualified to talk to us about this because she plans events all over the world. Thank you, Anne, for being here today with us. My pleasure. Well, I'd like us to move on and talk about color. And I hope we can hunker down here for a little bit because color is uh, oftentimes we pick the theme and then the color is kind of a byproduct of the theme. Yes. But color in and of itself has a lot of power, doesn't it? It certainly does. And and color can help energize a group. It can also draw focus to a certain area. Uh, you can use a brighter color palette at times when you're making a transition in the event. So it's very, very powerful. So what are some of the ways that we can use color to uh, just improve the event, improve the maybe the atmosphere, maybe the memory of it? Well, we're talking specifically about Christmas events, and typically for Christmas we think red and green. But we forget that maybe you can use white, bring in a white poinsettia and a red one and have that contrast. Uh, Also, if you're going with a foreign theme, look at the colors of the flag for that country. And I'm not saying to completely wipe out the red or green. Take those colors as your base and maybe select some colors from a palette uh, that that reflects the the flag of that particular country. There's also something that I write about sometimes on Cvent blog, and there is a a company called, I've never actually heard anybody say it, so I hope I pronounce this right. I don't know (laughs) if it's Pantone or Pantone, but they are the color experts worldwide, and they come up with a color report in the spring and in the fall and they select hot colors for every year and two times a year. So they'll have a color palette for spring-summer and a color palette for fall-winter. And it's a good place to pick up some ideas for something you can do that's maybe a little different. Um, And and definitely on Cvent blog, I've written a couple of articles about colors and some of the hottest colors that are out there for a particular season. I think for me personally, it's really, really helpful to have a palette, not to just have in my head the main colors, but to have the colors that someone who knows about colors has put together and says these are the great accent colors. Because it's one thing to come up with a color idea. It's a whole other thing to have things that truly match and flow in the mind's eye. And some people are a lot more, um, let's say, color connoisseurish (laughs) than others. It's like people have taste buds. Uh, Some people are really, really aware of color. Some are very aware of color, and you know what? We don't we don't all have to be experts on everything, and that's why if we, we look at an organization that has already come up with some color palettes, that can help us. And In fact, I wrote an article for Cvent Blog. It's Corporate Events, Themes, and, and Decor for Fall Colors. I released that in September, and I actually have the recommended color palette for fall and winter this year. So there's emerald, uh, linden green, acai. There's a whole range of them. And I've actually incorporated the, what the colors look like on the website. So definitely you, you don't have to come up with everything yourself. You can, there are places you can go and get some very specific help. That's great. And I don't know if this is the place where we should discuss it, but is it okay, is it, is it good form to use silver and gold together, or should you select one or the other? Well, you know what? My belief is there are no hard and fast rules. 
That, that's I my love that. one rule. There are no hard and fast rules. <laughs> the rule you is there are no rules. Gut, you play around. You see what looks good. I mean, you could do something like have a mirror and arrange some items on it, and it's got a silver rim, and you put a couple of gold specks. I don't think you're harming anybody. And it could just add that extra sparkle. Awesome. Well, let's talk about linens now. And maybe start by telling us the ways that we can incorporate linens into our event. There are so many ways. And typically we think linen, tablecloth. It doesn't have to be tablecloths. You could have a runner down the center of the table. Even at a formal event, you could put a tablecloth and then you could put a a placemat at every uh, place setting. Maybe alternate the colors. If you're, you're working with a color palette, maybe pick two colors for the placemats and alternate and put them around. You can use the placemats um, at the center of the table where you, where you put your centerpieces or where you put some of the serving items or floral displays. So just many ways you can do this. And apart from the table, let's think of things like chair co- covers. If you're doing a formal gala and you want to cover your chairs, you, you want to bring your, your color palette that reflects your theme into your chair colors, napkins. Also, don't forget the bathrooms. Your, your linen, your towels in the bathrooms could either have winter or Christmas patterns on them or they can reflect your color palette. It doesn't have to be expensive either. You can go to a bazaar or a thrift shop. I don't know if you have Value Village or the equivalent in the United States or Goodwill. It's amazing what you can find if you just keep your eyes and ears open. Yeah, love that. Now, how about, have you done very much with using uh, fabric, and not necessarily linens, but fabric of some type, to actually go from the ceiling and redo the entire ceiling? Have you done any of those? Those typically happen at more formal events, uh, and people with bigger budgets, they'll do draping and hangings. And typically, you'd bring an expert in to do something like that. There are some people who are very talented. I I can think of some of my cousins who could probably, for a home environment, do something like that. I I personally am not that handy with fabric. My my grandmothers were both dressmakers, but I'm not handy with fabrics. Look at that. I wonder about it myself if there were some cautions to that one. Well, the main thing is when you're, you're hanging... Uh, draping. You don't want it to go too far on the floor so that people trip over it, so maybe stick in the corner of the room. Definitely don't put it near candles or lights that give off heat because you could end up with a fire hazard. You know, there are different things like that with the drapes. Yeah. If you wanted to do a ceiling ceiling, um, decor but not use fabric, what are some other things that you could do? Well, you could use tissue paper, uh, I've seen people do things like plant leaves, uh, even in a ceiling environment. And it doesn't mean you have to go out and destroy plants. You mean you could take something. I I live in Toronto, and this time of year we have leaves falling all over the place. You can get creative and and get some leaves and put them up in the corners of the room. And and do it it doesn't take much uh, to just have an an extra atmosphere. Uh, Tissue paper is something that people can use. Uh, If you're talking about fabric, you you know those doilies, those little doilies Mm -hmm. that people sometimes use on their dresser tops? You can play around with some of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fun stuff, fun stuff. And I know this isn't also, this isn't linen, but we're talking about um, table coverings and different things like that right now. And Mm -hmm. what's really hot here in our area, at least, is burlap. I mean, that's just wild. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There are some countries, like if you go to tropical countries or, or India, you you will see people, being, and Asia as well, I see they do some very creative things with, with burlap. I don't see that as much in Toronto, but often we can pick up ideas from other countries, that's for sure. Yeah, well, maybe Toronto will have to pick up a, a burlap idea from the U.S. <laughs> I think that's right. I'm actually yeah. going to be spending Christmas in the United States this year. Normally oh, you I are? Spend, well, that'll be fun. Yeah, normally I spend Christmas in Montreal. So throughout my life I've spent Christmas in Jamaica and Christmas in Montreal, but this year the family is going to New York 
We've been invited, so it'll You're be very interesting. Well, that'll we'll be beautiful. Some ideas. <laughs> that'll be awesome. We're going to take one last break here, and we're going to come back and talk about China Crystal Centerpieces and Anne's little surprise for us, the little bonus at the end. We'll be right back. <laughs> Successfully maximizing the gifts God has given us is the best gift that we can give back to God. Are you 100% clear about why you're here, about how God defines success for you personally? Are you on track with God's plan for your life, the best life on planet Earth, followed by the best possible eternity for you? If not, check out the Success Principles Intensive Training course over at Marnie.com. It's a six-hour online program that will change how you define and do your life from today forward. It's a biblical based approach to goal setting and achievement. So check it out under the training tab at Marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg and we are nearing the end of our hour with Anne Thornley Brown of Executive Oasis. So happy that you can be here with us today and loving what you're sharing. Let's go ahead and talk about China and Crystal. And yes. first of all, is it required? No, it's not required. And in fact, I have written some articles for CVent about some of the environmentally friendly options that are available. So you don't always have to use China or Crystal. But if you want to do a formal event, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it just takes it up a notch. Well, tell us some strategies for using it properly. Well, a couple of things. First of all, uh, you want to make sure that when you're using Crystal, Let's say you have a centerpiece and you have crystal incorporated into it. Put some candles around it because that glow is going to be really beautiful. We think of crystal and china as being for place settings, but what about some figurines that can be put on end tables or coffee tables? Or even we were talking about bathrooms. You can put a little crystal figurine in the bathroom that reflects your theme. It's a surprise. No one's expecting to see that. And put a candle beside it. And and it doesn't necessarily have to be a candle with flames if you're worried about fire hazards. There are some candles that you can turn on and off at the bottom and it looks like a real candle. There are many ways you can do it. Uh, crystal in China can be very effective as well at entrances, believe it or not. If you put a very interesting crystal or China figurine or art object, that's going to grab the attention of people as they enter. Love it. Love it. And we're finally now getting to centerpieces, which is, of course, everybody's favorite, maybe part of it. I should say everybody's. But actually, the centerpieces really do make such a big difference in a party event, don't they? They really do. Because once you're sitting at a table and you're, you're looking at the other guests and you have that centerpiece there, and it doesn't only have to be a centerpiece. You could also have objects at each table setting. Uh, you can really do a lot with that. It's very exciting. If you've got a, a lot of budget, I think most people will just go out to a florist. But what about coming up with something on your own? We talked about mirrors earlier. Um, just a small mirror. And then on top of the mirror, you put a candle and maybe some pine cones, berries, bows, twigs, branches, just, just small ones and arrange them. Uh, you can put them on top of placemats as well. So those are yeah. some of the things you can do. Something very simple. Everybody has got glass uh, vases in their home, and everyone this time of year, you have, you know, if you if you celebrate Christmas, you do have Christmas ornaments, the ones that hang on the tree. Well, you can just take colorful ornaments and fill a vase with them and put them at the center of the table and put some candles around it. Mm-hmm. Um, or take a glass cake plate and put it on top of a a flat mirror, and again, candles, maybe some pine cones, maybe a little bit of some berries, and and some of your Christmas ornaments. Uh, in fact, I have an article called Classes, Classy Christmas Centerpieces, and I have some photos of what people have done with some very simple um, arrangements. Love that, love that. We have a retail store and that um, it's, it's a variety store and we we do sell holiday and Christmas decor and, and gifts and other things in there. And one of my favorite things to do in the store to take anything up a notch is to use the, the pine green garland 
any time oh, that you yeah. put that with anything, it makes whatever it's with just really pop. Absolutely, absolutely. Or even, you know, the garland that you put on the Christmas tree, some of them is silver or gold and it's got stars. You can just put that around a centerpiece and it, it makes it stand out. The other thing, when we, we can do things like snow globes, you know, these little winter snow globes, they're so cute, or little toys, many different possibilities. You don't always have to go out and spend a ton of money. Yeah. Now, when you're thinking of, um, think of an oblong table that eight people could sit at, and yes. think of the centerpiece right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want to do on both sides of that centerpiece? How do you actually pull the people at the end of the table into the, into the front of the table? Well, what I would do if it's an oblong table like that, I would not necessarily go with a centerpiece. I would more go with two mini centerpieces at either end of the table. Let's just say if you picture that there are four people on either side of the table, I would put them I would put the pieces in between person 1 and 2 and then person 3 and 4 kind of in the center. Uh, so that everybody really can see something special. So I'd make right. them smaller, and I would yeah. use a couple of them. could even yeah. use three of them if the table's big enough. Yeah. And uh, talk to us about height. Uh, kind of a pet peeve of mine is when I can't see oh, the person yeah. across from me because oh, yeah. the centerpiece is too tall. <laughs> exactly. The idea is not to interfere with interaction between people. It's to add some color and excitement. So they definitely need to be low enough that they're not going to do that. I've seen some events where they're very elaborate. They're huge. If you're going to do that, it needs to be put in a position on the table that doesn't block the sight lines uh, and the communication across the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Talk about decorating like a buffet table. Uh, what, are some of the, uh, what are some of the things that make a buffet table really beautiful? Well, one thing that I like to do is around the serving dishes, you can put leaves, you could put branches, pops of color, and then in the center, you can put the the various serving dishes. I I like doing that very much. You can also use candles, but put it in a place where people aren't likely to knock them over. And I've said that several times, (laughs) Uh, not that I want to nag people, but yes, Fire is very beautiful, but it can also be very damaging. In fact, a friend of mine. your event. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine. She had a very bad experience. She had a party for New Year's Eve, and she actually put candles. It was gorgeous. Going up on, she had a staircase from her first to her second floor, and she put candles on the landing all the way up, and it was absolutely gorgeous. But then she went to drop some people home didn't blow out the candles, and when she came back, her whole place was on fire. Hmm. So that's why I, I keep mentioning this, because hmm. we, we have to be very careful where we put candles and how we use right. them. Right, and how long they're going to be lit for. That's the other thing, is if, uh, you know, if it's going to be a very long event, uh, that's probably not a, not a safe idea. Now, you do have a bonus for us, too, and we're getting to the end of the hour here. So let's, let's uh, go ahead and tell everybody what the bonus is here. Well, oh, there's a few things. First of all, you were asking earlier about where to pick up ideas, and I was listening to your commercial. We never discussed this, but I am a committed Christian, and I attend church um, almost every Sunday. And certainly at this time of year, if you go to churches, and see the type of decor that's being done uh, in the sanctuary, you can pick up a lot of ideas mm-hmm. that you can use for private events. The other thing we had talked earlier on about the snow globes and toys, those can be put at individual place settings. They don't only have to be in the center. And something that I use a lot, and I've, I've been using this from when I had a full-time corporate job and I was doing training and development sessions, strategically using video. So you have a TV, place it or video machine, place it uh, strategically, or even a laptop, and you can use video footage at your event. could be winter scenery if you're located in a warm climate. If you're doing something Christmas in another country, it could be scenery 
from other lands. You could use music videos. Uh, we talked already about music ideas. If you don't have a budget to bring in a musician, yes, put a laptop with some music videos or, or put it on your TV, and it can be very powerful. And when you're, t- when it's ready to, when you're ready to have your meal, you can turn the sound down and let the images continue to pump out. I found that that is very powerful for almost any type of event. Now, do you just put it on a, a regular size TV or up on the wall, or how are you displaying it? It works either way. If you're at home, you might put it on a regular TV. If you are in a corporate environment, you might, you know, those those TVs that get mounted on the wall, you could put them on, on those. There are many different ways. In fact, I went into an art gallery in downtown Toronto, and this artist, he had panels all the way along the wall, and he had images, all different types of scenery. It was very powerful. Hmm. Interesting. So it, it depends on your budget. It depends on, on your space. You work with what you have. I guess that's right. one of the main things I want to leave people with. Don't always feel you have to go out and spend a ton of money. Look at what you already have and how you can repurpose it. Awesome, awesome. Well, we just have a couple minutes left, and what I'd like us to do is with these couple minutes, Anne, I would like us to just popcorn a few more ideas that we spring off of each other. So I'm going to start with one of my favorite ideas is to get two tablecloths of the same color, and for your buffet table, you have one tablecloth that's down like normal, and then you reserve the other tablecloth, and you actually put boxes of different sizes along the table. Oh, yes. And then you lay your next tablecloth on top of that, so you're hiding all of your <laughs> all of your makeshift uh, display stuff. And then you and then you decorate on top of that second tablecloth, and you put your you put your food platters on top of those different levels of boxes. And all of a sudden, you've got such a classy looking table. Okay, your turn. You know what? That's a great idea, and I'm going to build on that. Because at Christmas, we open our gifts, and afterwards we have all this wrapping paper and all these boxes. Why not rewrap some of those boxes and, and repurpose them for, for exactly what you're saying? And mm-hmm. that's not going to cost any extra money, right? Uh, the other thing you can use is gift bags. You can say we're talking about the buffet table. You could have colorful gift bags, put some ornaments in them, put some... Um, different fern or pine or whatever and put them uh, place them strategically on your buffet Mm. table you know maybe along the wall something love that one no one of the things that i still have from years ago um being at a dinner a christmas dinner they just had a little table paper at each place and it was a christmas tree ornament and, of course, oh. I still have that. Years later, and it always reminds me of that fun event because I got to take that home with me. Another thing we have on our tree is we went to a Christmas wedding, and they had an ornament that said, you know, it was their first year and or their first Christmas, and I've got that still hangs on my tree. Okay. What are some other ideas that come in right to mind? Okay. How about you fill a, a, a glass bowl with some water, put a little bit of food color in it, and then you you know those little bath uh, those little I guess it's called bath oil they they come in the different colors you can put some of them in the bowl let them float maybe take uh, some flowers or some petals and float in there as well doesn't take much I love the idea of food coloring in the water of whatever you're doing it kind of yes. goes back to your idea of light bulbs in different colors and you can really pull a color theme through that way cool exactly and then you place it on top of a mirror. And it reflects. There you go. There you go. Also, the little now they have the little battery-operated light strands that you can yeah. weave in on each individual table that are so add so much twinkle and sparkle, and you can put they those really all do. over. The other thing, oh, sparklers. Well, we are at the end of our oh sparklers. Yes, sparklers mm-hmm. don't have to just be for Fourth of July, do they? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that very fun. Oh, this has been just great. And thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it was my pleasure, and I hope that people have picked up some some great ideas. And for sure you know where to find me online. If you have any questions, just send them to me on Twitter or, or Facebook, and I'm, I'll be more than happy to answer them. Awesome. Well, this is Arnie Swedberg, today's guest, 
has been Ann Thornley Brown of executiveoasis.com. Got to go check that out. Thank you for being here. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.